Game of the year? Game of the year. Welcome back to Midnight Snacks with Kyle, everybody. I wasn't originally planning on making another episode tonight, but after that Monday night football game between the Ravens and Browns, which was quite possibly game of the year in the NFL, definitely game of the year up to this point, felt like I should probably make a quick reaction to the absolute chaos and drama that was that game. Tack it on to the rest of the Week 14 episode. Call it Episode 11 and a half, if you will. So here we are. Going to try to keep this quick. It's supposed to be a little bit more of an add-on to the other episode. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into it, and we'll we'll start in the fourth quarter when this game absolutely just exploded with drama. It was a good game throughout, but it really took off in the fourth quarter when Lamar Jackson left this game with what he calls cramps, what the internet calls poop cramps, and having to go to the bathroom. So plenty of drama there, plenty of jokes to be made. Headlines can write themselves, you know. Plenty, you know, the Browns having to go to the bathroom, you know, jokes write themselves, folks. Okay, I don't. I, Okay, but regardless of what happened to Lamar Jackson, he left with the Ravens up by two scores. And that's when the Browns came back to life in this one. They were down 34-21, to and then Baker Mayfield led the Browns back. A great performance from him, by the way. He looked really solid tonight. He comes down, picks up a couple big fourth-quarter touchdowns while Trace McSorley's in the game. The Ravens' offense starts to stall. The Browns take the lead with a little over two minutes to go. And it's looking like the Browns are going to steal this one. Put some pressure on the Steelers for first place. Maybe knock the Ravens all but out of the playoffs. Or, well, not all but out of the playoffs, but really put pressure on the Ravens to potentially be missing the playoffs. So the Browns come down. Mayfield leads them down the field. They score. 35-34 Browns. Good performance from him. And then Trace McSorley starts to bring the Ravens back down the field. All they need is a field goal. They're only down one. And he gets hurt on the last play before the two minutes warning. Non-contact injury slips, hurts his knee, and as he's coming off the field, bro, you know, Lamar Jackson, it's cramps he's being treated for. The internet, we're all speculating, like, if you were on social media, you all saw the speculation that this was not cramps, this was just Lamar Jackson having to go to the bathroom. How long does it take to go to the bathroom is what most people were saying. So, you're wondering where's Lamar, and as they're fading to commercial with Trace McSorley laying on the ground, holding his knee in pain, on comes Lamar Jackson, out of the tunnel, like Willis Reed, except, you know, Willis Reed could hardly walk. Lamar, he was he was running just fine. And he comes in for the big fourth and five out of the two-minute warning at midfield, scrambles, hits Hollywood Brown, who was having probably the worst game of his NFL career up to that point. Had about three or four drops, one catch for like six yards, but scores a 45, 50-yard touchdown right there to give the Ravens a lead with a minute 55 to go, minute 50 to go, whatever it was, right under the two-minute warning. And they got the lead back. Two-point conversion. J.K. Dobbins runs over a man into the end zone. Gives the Ravens a touchdown lead. So the Browns, they got a chance to answer. And Mayfield walks them right down the field in under a minute, I believe it was. Yeah, 53 seconds. Or no, I'm bad at math. I'm very bad at math. 47 seconds for Mayfield to march them down the field. Kareem Hunt takes it in, but did they leave too much time for the Ravens? You bet they did. Justin Tucker, that man doesn't miss. Lamar marches him down the field. Couple completions to Mark Andrews. They pick up another couple yards, and it's a 55-yarder for Tucker, which for him, it's a chip shot, realistically. Best kicker in NFL history. Not particularly close. He does what he does. Knocks it through. The Ravens got themselves a three-point lead, but Lamar Jackson spiked that ball with seven seconds to go. So the kick goes through the uprights with two seconds to go, which means we still have to kick the ball back to Cleveland. So Cleveland, they get the ball back, you know, kick off, as you would, touchback, no return. So they're going to have to play a little bit of pitchy-pitchy-woo-woo. Pitchy-pitchy-woo-woo. And, you know, you know as, as the laterals go, it never really goes well, except for that one time against the Patriots because Rob Gronkowski can't run. So, well, he couldn't run. Then he took some time off, and now he can run again. So good for him. But 
that's really the only time it's ever really worked in the NFL, if in, especially in recent years. It, it does not work. And how does it end up? It ends up with Jarvis Landry getting pushed out the back of his own end zone on play to start at the 25 for the Ravens' safety. Which, you know, not really consequential if you're looking at win-loss. But if you're, uh, if you're so inclined to be involved in Vegas, the line was Ravens as three-point favorites. And if you're playing along at home and doing the math at home, the Ravens were up by three after the Justin Tucker field goal. And if you're playing along at home, you know safety is worth two points. And if you want to tack those two points onto those three points, that's five. That's more than three. That's a Ravens backdoor cover of the century. And on top of that, we get a Scorigami. Who doesn't love a Scorigami? We all love Scorigamis. 47-42, first time in NFL history. A backdoor cover for the ages. Lamar Jackson poop jokes for the ages, apparently, too. You know, the man pulled a Paul Pierce. If you want to ask the internet, he has its cramps. I don't want to speculate too much on injury, but, you know, he was moving pretty well for cramps. But he did just come back from COVID-19, so who knows? I'll take his word for it, I guess. But regardless, talking about the serious aspects of this game now, this was a fantastic football game. Back and forth the whole way. Both teams look like legitimate playoff teams that are really starting to round into form. They both played fantastically. It's a shame that with pandemic restrictions, the dog pound was limited in size because it was loud in there. And the announcers talked about it a couple times in the broadcast. The Cleveland fans that were allowed in there made some noise, and that felt like a real home field advantage for the Browns. I could only imagine if that was 60,000, 70,000 strong, whatever First Energy Stadium holds. I believe it's like 68,000. Would have been incredible. Hopefully the Browns can keep this success up going forward because that fan base definitely deserves it. They've been through a long 13 years since they last made the playoffs. And that place is going to be rocking whenever it's allowed to be fully fully populated again. But regardless, they are probably headed towards the playoffs. It's looking like it's going to be a road game. Pittsburgh's probably got the division all but locked up now. But the Browns definitely look like they'll be in the playoffs. Two games up on uh, Vegas who's in the 9 spot, and uh, Baltimore and Miami are tied for that last spot now at 8-5. and five. The Browns 9-4, and four, a game ahead of them. But the Browns hold that top wildcard spot because they beat the Colts earlier this year. But they're two games back at Pittsburgh. They're going to lose the tiebreaker on divisional record, even if they can catch Pittsburgh. So the Browns need Pittsburgh to now lose out. They need to lose all three games for the Browns to win the division. They play Week 17, but Pittsburgh plays the Bengals next week on Monday night, I believe it is. So Pittsburgh probably going to win that one, lock up the division as a result. But the Browns, you know, they definitely look like they could be uh, pulling up with that five seed and maybe another trip down to Tennessee if that's how it ends up, which, you know, that was a pretty pretty blowout win for the Browns. They got a little closer than they wanted it to in the second half, so that could be a pretty good rematch. I'd be okay with seeing that one wild card weekend. But regardless, both these teams looked real good today. And back to what I was saying, both quarterbacks looked pretty good. Lamar Jackson, you know, he had a couple overthrows, but he wasn't asked to do a ton through the air, but that's that's fine. He's so dynamic on the ground. He was fantastic on the ground today. The Ravens' run game was electric. I believe they averaged like seven yards a carry, eight yards carry. They had like 230 yards on the ground. Lamar Jackson had to, he had more pass attempts or at least more completions in the last two minutes than he did the rest of the game combined. It didn't matter. They were moving up and down the field anyway when he was out there. And if that's the way this offense is going to look moving forward, they're going to be real tough to stop in January. It looks like they found their mojo again. They're starting to click again. They haven't really clicked all season, and it looks like they're finally starting to put it together at the perfect time, which is very encouraging if you're a Ravens fan, especially because they got uh, probably the easiest schedule in the NFL down the stretch. Down the stretch, It's Jacksonville, the Giants, and the Bengals. Three very winnable games for Baltimore, so they'll be able to you know, work out any rust they still have, be able to really just gel as a team 
in games that should be a little bit easier to win, get some momentum into the playoffs, and hopefully for their in their minds, they'll be playing wild card weekend. They're tied with the Dolphins. They do not have the tiebreaker, so they're still on the outside looking in. But like we just talked about, that's a pretty easy schedule. The Dolphins' schedule, they got the Patriots, they got the Bills, and they got the Raiders. Not in that order. It's Patriots, Raiders, Bills. But a much harder schedule for Miami. They're going to need to win out probably to keep uh, Baltimore on the outside. So not looking great for the Miami Dolphins tonight. Not what they were hoping for. And on the Browns' side, you know, we talked a lot about how the Ravens are looking good. The Browns also, even in defeat, you know, no consolation prize in the NFL, of course, but... They looked pretty solid tonight. That offense was moving the ball really well. The run game looked strong. Baker Mayfield had one of his better games that I've seen, at least. You know, he's really starting to play well during this four-game win streak, and today was a loss, but he looked pretty solid again since the bye week. The problem was he had that one costly turnover that was the difference in this game realistically. Obviously, it came down to the last possession. But that play with the interception, the Ravens got the ball back, he threw an interception around his own 20-yard line and got returned to the one. Baltimore quickly punched it in. That made it a 34-21 game. The Browns rallied to come back after Jackson left the game. But that interception, the only turnover of the game, that was really the difference when you look back at it. Not so much that Lamar Jackson executed fantastically down the stretch. And Mayfield did as well. That two-minute drive from the Browns, they went the length of the field in 45 seconds. But that was an incredible drive from them. They almost went too fast. Actually, they did go too fast. They gave Justin Tucker and Lamar Jackson way too much time. But you can't ask any more of a team. When they need a touchdown, you just got to punch it in. You can't be dilly-dallying the clock because you can't wait around for a field goal. You got to punch it in first chance you get. They did that. But yeah, hard to be disappointed with either team. Both defenses definitely have some room to improve. Don't get me wrong. 47 to 42, that's a lot of points. You know, uh, 89 points, that's a lot. Both defenses got to lock it up a bit as we get close to October. Or uh, January. Jeez, October. This isn't baseball. This is football. But yeah, both defenses got to lock it up a bit. But both teams look like their offenses are playoff ready, and they're built around the run game. The Browns, 138 rushing yards today, very respectable number, but they had to throw the ball a bit down the stretch. They were kind of uh, playing from behind a bit more in that second half. They had to be a little bit more aggressive. Whereas the Ravens, a very impressive 231 on the ground. That should translate very well to the playoffs for both teams. Like we talked about, it's really just that one interception from Mayfield. That's what cost the Browns tonight. But really, the maturity we've seen from him over the course of the past couple weeks has been huge, and that's what's making the Browns look like a threat. I'll tell you for sure, I wouldn't want to see the Browns. They look like they're really starting to click, and they played really well today, even in defeat. It's just the Ravens probably played their best game of the year tonight, which, unfortunate timing for Cleveland to run into that, but this was an effort from the Browns that's good enough to beat a lot of teams. And if the Ravens slipped up at all, the Browns would have been able to beat them tonight. And they didn't. That's the problem. The Browns made really a couple small mistakes. The defense seems to be better, of course, but really that one small mistake is what cost them. Regardless, they've got a shot to rebound. They should be all right. They have the Giants next week, then the Jets, and then that big game with Pittsburgh, which probably won't end up mattering much for the AFC North standings, but will definitely matter for Cleveland in terms of wildcard seeding. That looks like a schedule they could definitely go 3-0. They look like they're headed a bit more in the right direction than Pittsburgh is, and the Giants and Jets, not particularly great teams. So those are winnable games for the Browns. We already talked about it. The Ravens, very easy schedule. This was a great game. Real good Monday night treat. Great way to cap out the week. It wasn't the best week of NFL football. It was still some good games, but this was a fantastic game. Very excited to watch this one. Both teams are teams that after tonight I'd love to watch again on prime time in the postseason. We got the Browns next week on Sunday night with the Giants, which should be exciting. They're looking like they're going to end their drought. The Ravens are probably going to have just enough to get over the hump and get into the postseason because I had expect them to run the table against that schedule. Finish 11-5. and five. The Browns... 
probably will be either 11-5 or 12-4, and four, but that's why the Browns, that game against Pittsburgh, will still matter a lot for them, because if they're both 11-5, and five, the Ravens will have the tiebreaker with two head-to-head wins. So the Browns, they'll want that easier opponent, I guess, if you would call Tennessee, Buffalo, an easier opponent than Pittsburgh or Kansas City. But we'll see. Big game either way. And regardless, you never want to back in in the playoffs. You want to go in with your best foot forward, go in with a win. Both teams real solid today, like I've been saying, probably too much over the past few minutes. So we're going to wrap this up now. Plenty of headlines, though. You know, this was a huge headline game. It was a great game, but, you know, Hollywood-type ending. You know, Hollywood Brown. I'm sorry, that's a corny joke. I've been waiting about three hours to make it. Um, He played terrible all game. Like, he was horrendous. Like, absolute garbage game from him. But, you know, he scored a huge touchdown at fourth and five, you know. Got deep on the scramble drill, got behind the defense with his speed, no one's catching him. And he caught that pass, that's all that matters. He came away with the win, and also just Justin Tucker. I mean, if you want a kicker in the playoffs to kick a clutch kick with your season on the line, you're taking him. That's a huge weapon for that team. We saw it today. They didn't have a ton of time to get down the field to get in the field goal range for him. But if you can just get within the 40, 45-yard line, this guy's got 60-yard range, and he is ice cold. I mean, ice cold in a good way. Like, he doesn't miss. He's got ice in his veins. You feel comfortable once you get across midfield if you have to take a kick with him, realistically. I mean, I know there are some people on the internet saying when Trace McSorley went down, when we weren't sure if Lamar was coming back into the game or not, just kick it from midfield. You know, he's probably going to make it. And then he kicked it from 55 yards. Uh, or at the end of the game, and drilled it, because that's what Justin Tucker does. He's a freak, and he doesn't miss, and it's pretty intimidating and scary, because uh, kicking's supposed to be hard, and he doesn't make it look very hard, and then you see videos of just, you know, normal people kicking, and it's it's very difficult. He's ridiculous, and very scary. I would not, you know, not I'm a Jets fan. Um, not that I have to worry about him making a big field goal against the Jets. The Jets stink, and hopefully by the time the Jets get good, he's, like, kind of old and gone but kickers never get old so you know who knows but he's good that's a huge weapon come playoff time and also that game winning field goal huge hold i think sam cooks the holder the punter it was a low snap he had a beautiful hold we got to shout out the holders holders need love too so if you watch the replay of that kick look at the hold it was a good hold laces out kick up and good pivotal part of that operation getting that hold down also i heard on the broadcast the browns have the highest paid long snapper in the league good for him Special teams matter. Special teams win championships. And the Ravens have good special teams. Cody Parkey, not so great for the Browns, but didn't really matter. You know, actually it didn't matter. He left three points on the table in the first half. Special teams is a difference maker, folks. You need good special teams. Special teams win championships. The Browns, they got it partially down. They got the long snapper. Now you got to figure out the kicker. All right. Cody Parkey, you know, he's not the most clutch. He'll drill you and operate when he needs to. But will he make the kick? Who knows? Sorry, Bears fans. I'm sorry. But... That, that's what he does. He hits uprights. Okay, we all know this now. I've been rambling for about three minutes, and I probably should end the episode now. It's late. I'm sorry. So let's wrap this up. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Midnight Snacks with Kyle. Um, this is episode, like, 11 and a half, so if you want to listen to it, if you haven't listened to episode 11, go listen to it. It's the rest of my Week 14 reactions and how it's impacting the playoff race. We kind of just did a Monday Night Football special episode here because it was a great game. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed watching it. Great game all around. And yeah, both these teams look like they're uh, getting into stride for the playoffs. They're both exciting teams to watch. You know, realistically, after that game, I hope they both make the playoffs. It's a fun game to watch. I'd like to see them play some of the other upper echelon teams in the AFC. Let's run these types of games back on Wild Card Weekend, please. We got two extra games on Wild Card Weekend this year. So let's make them good ones. Six games that weekend? 
Let's do it. Also, next week, we got some uh, Saturday football, too. Who doesn't love Saturday football? We all love Saturday football. I mean, college has Saturday games, too. So I don't know how much I'm going to watch the NFL games when, like, the ACC championships on or whatever. But, yeah, more football. We're into that time of year where we get Saturday football a couple weeks in a row. And there's a game on Christmas, Vikings and Saints. So we got plenty of, like, weird day football the rest of the season. And I, you know, we, we like weird day NFL football. So, yeah. Thanks again for tuning in to episode 11 and a half. I'm sorry, I've rambled for about four minutes. I've wasted a lot of your precious time. But if you want to tune in to more episodes, we're definitely going to have an episode about the college football playoffs. I've got that one planned. That'll be out probably Sunday afternoon or Monday morning after the uh, selection committee. I'm going to try to record it Sunday afternoon, but might have to wait till Sunday night or Monday. But either way, keep an eye out for that. Probably going to be nothing else before then, but I'll keep you updated on Twitter, K underscore underscore Lochran, if you want to check that out. If not, just sit around, wait for the next episode to come out. And then, yeah, plenty more content planned, so keep it tuned. More episodes are going to be coming your way. Thanks for tuning in to episode 11 and a half of Midnight Snacks with Kylie. Oof, that was a bad one. But, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Have a good night, everybody.